1029 The Mater presents In the Red Zone with Rob Witham. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Massey, Wood, and West and by the Sports Page Grill in downtown Ashland. everybody this will be one of the most fast-paced action-packed in the red zone broadcast we've ever had here on 1029 the mater at this hour virginia high school league state basketball semifinals are underway james river and cosby the girls are meeting in a class six state semifinal that just tipped at manchester high winner goes to the seagull center in a championship matchup on wednesday night also coming up top of the hour at seven the Verina boys are down at the coast. So are the Highland Springs girls. They're in class five state semifinal action. Verina against Mari and Highland Springs trying to end the five-year championship reign of Princess Anne. That's all coming up at the top of the hour. But first tonight here on In the Red Zone, live on 1029 The Mater, live on the TuneIn Radio app on Radial at R-A-D-I-A-L-L, live from Sports Page Grill in Ashland. A very pleasant good evening. Rob with them with you. We were very happy to be courtside both Friday night and Saturday night took in the two first round games on Friday and then the second round matchup Saturday in the 2019 NCAA Division three men's basketball championship that first second round sectional hosted by Randolph Macon and they come away with two victories 95 70 over Morrisville State in the first round Friday night and then 78 60 over York of Pennsylvania on Saturday to advance to their third round of 16 in the last seven years and their fourth in the last decade. They're looking for their first Final Four appearance since 2010. To do that, they're going to have to get a pair of victories this weekend in Amherst, Massachusetts. We'll look forward in a moment, but a couple of quick thoughts about what went down in rounds one and two on Friday and Saturday night. Number one, uh, there is no doubt in anyone's mind now, uh, the eye test proves it that not only is Buzz Anthony the ODAC player of the year this year, the sophomore point guard for Coach Merkel in the Yellow Jackets, but sitting watching him at work on both Friday and Saturday night, it struck me if he stays injury-free the next two seasons, Buzz could go down as one of the all-time greats in Randolph-Macon history. His motor, his drive, his intensity is insane. His defense is fantastic. His point guard abilities are beyond reproach, but his rebounding is what gets me the most. He has a way of going up against people five six, seven, eight inches taller than him and is able to sky and grab the rebound. I asked Coach about it in the post-game press conference on Saturday night after the win against York. I'm like, how does Buzz take the opportunity to take that right arm and get it up in the air? And he's like, well, if I could keep you know, coach that, I'd have all of my players doing it. It's it's a natural talent for Buzz Anthony. And uh, he's played 32 minutes in the win Friday night. Saturday uh, when things were not uh, it really sewn up until about the final four minutes of action against a very good York of Pennsylvania team. He logged 39-19 on the floor, 8 of 10 uh, from the floor, 2 of 3 from three-point land, nine boards, eight assists, and led the Yellow Jackets with 21 points on the evening. Now let's look ahead. They have got Swarthmore College coming up in the round of 16, and that will be on Friday 
Game is scheduled to tip at 5 p.m., and this particular regional is going to be held in Amherst, Massachusetts, so up in the western part of uh, the state of Massachusetts, and about an hour away from where I went to college up in the Berkshire Mountains. It's a beautiful area. Hamhurst will host Nichols. That'll be the second game on Friday night at 7.30. Randolph-Macon Swarthmore will tip at 5 p.m. on Friday afternoon. Who are the Swarthmore Garnett, you ask? Well, they are the Centennial Conference champions. They come in with a record of 26-3. and If the term Centennial Conference sounds familiar to you, you it should because also in the centennial conference are a couple of teams randolph macon knows very well from football johns hopkins university and of course muhlenberg the team that eliminated the yellow jackets in the second round of the ncaa's back in november so the centennial conference is back in play and their champion swarthmore at 26 and 3 will take on randolph macon at 27 and 3 tip at five o'clock on friday afternoon Tickets will be $10 for adults, $5 for seniors, 65 and over, students and kids. They will be available at the door if you make the trip. Uh, LaFrock Gymnasium on the campus of Amherst College will hold 1700 And so if you're able to go up and root on the yellow jackets, make sure you do just that. Randolph making now 27-3 and on the year. They were 28-3 and in that historic run in 2015 where they had that 25-game winning streak that finally came to an end in that regional final heartbreaker to Virginia Wesleyan back uh, in Nathan Davis's final game as head coach before he moved on to Bucknell. Josh Merkel took over and now in season four. He's got the Yellow Jackets uh, at 27-3. and Would like to match that 28-3, and and that would mean a Saturday game at 6 p.m. against the winner of Amherst and Nichols. Nichols, even though they're 27-2, and a little bit of a surprise making it into this regional uh, with their upset win in the second round over Rowan. So those are the four teams in that pod. Yellow Jackets and Swarthmore Friday at 5, Amherst and Nichols at 7.30. couple of other teams of note still alive in the championship. Christopher Newport on their way north to a regional. They won first and second round action, so congratulations to them. Big thanks and uh, congrats to Kutch Ellis, former Hanover and Benedictine great, doing good things for CNU in this tournament run. And Guilford, who defeated Randolph-Macon in the ODAC championship. They won out of their sectional as well this weekend. They're on their way to Wisconsin. They have a much further trip. You think Randolph-Macon up to Amherst is bad. They got to go from Greensboro, North Carolina up to Wisconsin to play in their regional this weekend. But we have two state teams and two ODAC teams still alive with just 16 teams left. Fine for the National Division III championship. Uh, you can watch. Uh, Friday's game, if you're not able to make the trip up north, rmcathletics.com. Marty Wilson and Andrew Price are going to make the trip, and they will have uh, radio coverage as well of the Yellow Jackets. So good luck to Coach Merkel and Randolph Macon. Coming up after our first commercial timeout, speaking of the Yellow Jackets, we will sit down and have a conversation. Be my first time to talk with the men's golf coach at Randolph-Macon, Tim Wainer. They're getting ready for their spring season, which will get underway about a week from now. And then later in the hour, we sit down with the head softball coach at Lee Davis, entering her 20th campaign, looking for her second state championship, Jackie Davis will join us live a little bit after the bottom of the hour. Going to be a great hour. 
be with us. Come on out and join us. If you haven't already, it's Sports Page Grill in Ashland. We are live until 7 o'clock. We'll take our first break. Coach Wainer will come back on the other side here on In the Red Zone, 1029 The Mater, and live on the TuneIn Radio app on Radial. Back in just a moment, live from Sports Page, you are in the Red Zone. There's more to come right after this short break. Massey Wood and West Incorporated has been servicing the Richmond and surrounding areas since 1923. Offering the finest in home heating fuel oil and propane gas, Massey Wood and West is a premier dealer of Heil heating and cooling equipment with professional service and installation of gas or oil furnaces. Heil systems are backed by 100 years of superior engineering and quality manufacturing. Massey Wood and West gives you one-stop shopping for your standby generators, tankless water heaters, gas logs, and Heil equipment. Call today for your heating and cooling needs at 355-1721. That's 355-1721. Massey Wood and West, a premier Heil dealer. Where do you bring the family for sports, great food, and excellent service? Sports Page Grill in Ashland. Walking distance from Randolph-Macon College, Sports Page Ashland features 40 and 55-inch TVs, all high-definition flat screens. Sports Page Ashland has something for everyone on the menu, like their fresh Angus beef burgers or chicken wings, which everyone agrees are the best in town. Kids' night is Wednesday. All kids' meals are served on Frisbees that they can take home. Your family will love the friendliest faces you can find anywhere north of Richmond at Sports Page Grill in Ashland. For nightly specials and more, check them out on Facebook. Sports Page Ashland. When you need printing, you usually need it yesterday. We Think in Ink can't work that quickly, but close. Let Chuck Stoudemire and the folks at We Think in Ink take your printing project and help make your message stand out. We Think in Ink offers quick turnaround and printing you'll be proud to use. Visit We Think in Ink in Ashland right next to the post office at 305 England Street. Let them suggest ideas for your business cards, letterhead, brochures, or business forms. We Think in Ink in Ashland. with you on this Monday night, first one in March. It's still light outside. Next week, it'll be bright outside because we'll be in daylight saving time. <sighs> Spring is in the air. An opportunity to get back outdoors. It's going to happen, folks. I'm, I'm telling you, it's going to happen soon. The long-range forecasts are looking better. It looks like it's going to turn warmer next week. And uh, both of my guests tonight are going to be very happy to hear the long-range weather forecast. And we begin with the second-year head men's golf coach at Randolph-Macon. Happy to have uh, Tim Wainer, who is uh, – uh, not exactly a stranger to this radio signal you were just telling me uh, off mic a moment ago. No, that's right. Uh, good to be here. Great segue there, by the way. But I used to uh, <laughs> host a sports talk radio show, college show, back here from 04 to 08. So used to do it over on at the studio over on Ash Cake Road. Over at the station, yes. Absolutely. A little nostalgia here. Uh, I can tell you nothing's changed over there. Nothing has changed? Absolutely not. Right, Calvin? Nothing's changed there in the studio? <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, you know, we do clean the restrooms, and we, you know, we've updated oh, a so couple of computers. Changed, so Pl yeah, you know, yeah, all, all right, right, exactly, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so you play golf at Randolph Macon from when to when? From 04 to 08. 04 to 08. Yep. Tell me, just g give me a sense and an idea of 
what was the things that you took away the most from the experience as a player, as a student athlete, and how did that kind of play into the decision to come home and be the coach? Sure. Well, I think it played uh, just my overall experience at Randolph-Macon was – uh, the main reason that I decided to come back as coach. It's not my full-time job. I, I mm -hmm. do uh, some other stuff. Uh, so, you know, sacrificing time with family needed to be something that I was really passionate about, and Randolph-Macon is that thing. I mean, you know, developing a lot of relationships, close friendships. Um, I had three years where Coach Burns, who's now the athletic director at Randolph-Macon, was my coach, learning a lot from him about being an adult. Uh, as an 18- to 21-year-old, uh, learning a few lessons there from Coach, mm -hmm. uh, and then even Coach Turnage when he took over my senior year, uh, it was a little it was a little odd when he came in. Just you know, senior year, sure, he'd been with somebody for three years, and just learning patience, I think, uh, and accountability are the two things that I think I would really take away from from lessons learned on the golf course from coaches. But just at Randolph making the overall experience. I mean, uh, again, I go back to all the relationships that I owe, uh, you know, personally where I am in my life today. Uh, that's the reason I like to, to come back, and I try to make the experience like that for my players as well. How did you find Randolph-Macon as that's, a student? That is a good question. Um, when I was Back when I was uh, a teenager, you actually had to send stuff out to coaches, mm -hmm. so sent letters to a bunch of coaches that, that uh, I had canvassed. I actually was introduced to Randolph-Macon by a coach, Mike Carlisle, who's the coach uh, still, I believe, at uh, USC Aiken, which yeah. is a tremendous Division II golf program, uh, usually first or second in the country in Division II. And uh, I called Mike because I knew him from going to Clemson Golf Camp as a high schooler. And he said, Tim, you're not quite good enough to play here, but here's a few schools that you should, <laughs> you should consider. And so he told me to look at Randolph-Macon, and Coach Burns called me a few times. I came down for a visit, actually, with my best friend from growing up who I played high school golf with. And... Uh, uh, yeah, Coach Burns just pursued me from there, and I said, you know what, that's the place I want to be. Wow. And you were originally from where? Uh, Southwest Ohio, Dayton. Go Flyers. And so here you are coming to Randolph-Macon, and after you finish up at Randolph-Macon, uh, the RBA seemed to treat you pretty well. Yeah, moved up to D.C. for a year. 08 was not the uh, ideal time to graduate college. No, but, this uh, is true. But I was fortunate. I had made some connections and through radio. I actually worked at a radio station up uh, in D.C. for a year and then moved back to Richmond. Couldn't get out of my blood. So I've been here ever since. I've been here ever since. Where were you in radio in D.C.? I'm, I'm curious. I have to ask. So I was selling ads and writing ad copy at a cluster of stations for uh, Clear Channel. Oh, uh, yeah. 97.1. Okay, yeah. Wash FM and all those guys. Absolutely. Exactly. Yep. We, we can talk these call letters because they're not in Richmond, so Absolutely. the owner over there is not going to get upset. Okay. So all right, good. It. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. Wash FM uh, was up there and was having a great time. Uh, Clear Channel decided to internalize a lot of accounts. So. Oh, yes. Uh, again, 2008, the economy. It was wonderful. Know, know all about that all too well, but, but that's another some, there, story for another day. There was some good golf up there. My dad used to come oh, visit me, and we used, yeah. to play, we used to play PB Dye up in, uh, up in uh, northwest Maryland. So, it was, yeah, there was good golf up, up there. It took you, took you six hours to play around, but it was really nice. <laughs> but it was fun. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> if you had the time to invest. Absolutely. All right, let's get to what your current position yes. is. And tell me about the team this year, uh, kind of what you learned about them in the fall. You, you've got a senior-laden roster. Um, and what was it about the fall that you guys are going to be able to use to get ready for this, this stretch here in the spring schedule, which gets started here next Monday? Yeah, yeah. This uh, this weekend we leave for Dawtaw Island down in South Carolina. Excited about that tournament. That's a newer one for the schedule, so 
we, first time we played it as a school was last year. Mm -hmm. Guys really liked it. But, you know, I don't look at it as strictly the fall. I look at it really as starting last year because it's a lot of the same guys that we had. We had we had three seniors that left us last year, uh, great guys. Uh, but these folks that were on the team really now have bought into kind of the culture that we're trying to instill and, you know, patience, accountability. Those are the things that I talk a lot about with our guys. Um, and they've really bought in. So in the fall, uh, we had some really, really good finishes. We had some opportunities for some really great finishes. And we learned a lot about ourselves in those pressure situations. So I think taking that and applying it, you know, you hear Tiger Woods. There are a lot of guys on tour that talk about learning how to win. Heck, even if you're planning your local member guest, right? It takes you a few. You usually don't win those your first time out. You have yeah. to learn about yourself and, and the way your body reacts in pressure situations. We've been there. If you look at our, if you look at our fall, you know, we were in first place or second place or third place all but our last tournament going into the, the last day. We didn't win any, uh, but we, we still had good finishes. But just learning about that, learning how your bodies react, I think that's uh, that's the main thing we'll take into the spring and, you know, really looking forward to a, to a successful spring. Like you said, we've got some we've got some older guys that have been around the block now and, and learning how to win and learning how to perform under pressure and under the stress of the situation. And they've, now they put themselves in it, and I think they're going to be successful in the spring. Randolph Macon, men's golf coach, Tim Wainer in the red zone with us tonight here on the Mater. I was just talking with someone, I can't remember if it was Friday or Saturday night after the games over at Crenshaw about the uniqueness of the free throw in basketball in that they stop play, they clear the way for you, it's just you and the basket and you have an opportunity with no time running off the clock to score for your team, to, to take an advantage for your team. I think of that and then I think of if I'm on a golf team, whether I'm the one or I'm the four and I approach the 17th or 18th tee and I know that I have to get a birdie or save par in order for my team to be in a particular position or finish in a certain way, there has to be a lot psychologically that you have to learn in order to be able to step into that situation and be successful oh absolutely yeah um one of the things we talk about a lot rob is uh, it is accepting the result of the shot before you've hit it and i think that is the thing that that can take players to the next level it's the hardest thing in golf right it, it, you yeah, hit a bad you hit a, you hit a bad shot and you want to you want to get upset you want to carry to the next shot carry to the next shot and then it suddenly it compounds and you get that quicksand feeling where right. you've not only you've not only compounded one shot, but you've compounded two or three whole stretches. And suddenly you're turning a 75 into an 81 instead of a 78 into a 74. And so, again, it's it's a big learning curve. It's probably the hardest part of the game of golf and something that's really hard for 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old kids to realize. So we've actually done a lot of reading in the off-season. We've uh, actually, my dad and I went through some books, and uh, we turned them over to the team. So thanks, Dad, if you're listening, I appreciate it. Cool. Marked some spots for these guys to, to you know, it's something we talk about all the time, but sometimes it, it's good to hear it from a different source, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, so they've done a lot of reading in the off-season and and being with with the guys on the team the last couple of days as we practice, uh, starting our spring practice. You know, it does seem to be sinking in. We'll see how it we'll see how it applies when we get out in competition. But it does seem to be something that that they're focused on moving forward is accountability, preparation as best we can. Uh, you know, we go through a certain cadence when we're when we're on the golf course playing practice rounds. We know exactly what club we're hitting off of every tee. We know exactly our go numbers on par fives, and and so that's how you prepare, putting yourself in the right situation, the right frame of mind, and then accepting the results. And hopefully, it's. Hopefully it's 75, not 81. It, it's <laughs>
Exactly. 75, not 81. Yeah. Do you find in terms of recruiting new players for the team at the high school level that, that maybe that the psychological part of the game is the number one thing that they, you know that they're going to have to learn or get up to speed when they come to Randolph-Macon if they you know become part of the program? Absolutely, yeah, because you look at you look at a lot of kids and you're thinking, they're thinking, okay, I played number one in high school. Obviously, I'm just going to show up and it's going to be the same thing, right? I mean, I, well, I was... Uh, subject to that when I got to Randolph-Macon as well, right? Uh, so you've got all the confidence in the world, and then suddenly day day one, you kind of you're kind of taking down a peg or two. Yeah. And so, just learning those sorts of things as early as you can, learning how to be successful in golf, which is maybe the hardest sport to be successful in on an individual basis, because you don't have anybody else to rely on, right? Mm-hmm. Free throw is the only situation in basketball where you can't blame anybody well, else. You got that right. You know, uh, what a great game on Friday night. I was I was there Friday <laughs> night, by the way. I'm, Big basketball fan was went to all the home games and some of the away games when I was here. But yeah, you know, for for high schoolers, just tournament rounds outside of a nine-hole match that they're playing. We don't play any nine-hole matches, no. so it's two-day. You're staying overnight. Yeah. Nobody's doing. Mom's not doing your laundry. Mm-hmm. Neither's dad. Uh, and uh, you know, taking care of yourself and and managing yourself. Uh, that's tough. Put it. Put all those things together. Sounds it, it makes golf sound even harder, doesn't it? Right. But so uh, that mental side of things, I think, is 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 a huge piece of the puzzle. But if it clicks, once it yeah. clicks, the advantage has to be insane. Absolutely, and I think you're seeing that. Uh, you know, last year I think in the spring, the ODAC we were picked ODAC preseason eight, and I think we finished four, maybe five, and could have even gotten a little bit better there and even this year starting the year very low expectations for our guys for some reason but the maturity level of our guys and the the understanding of how to play the game and get the golf ball in the hole uh, really has helped separate us a little bit from the expectations. And let's talk about some of those guys, beginning with the seniors. Just give me a little bit, because they were in that situation last year as juniors when you come on board. It's like, okay, I've been here two years, and there's a new guy, and you talked about how they bought in. This has to be a very, <clears throat> excuse me, a special class to get this program where you want it to be. Crow about them a little bit. Sure, would love to. Yeah, great, uh, great group of guys. Um, Trey Rizzetti, one of our seniors. Uh, who has been playing with us for for some time? He plays in our top five, uh, and he is great golf swing. Uh, really learning to play the game, learning to be successful. Probably one of the best golf swings I've seen uh, in a very very long time. Hmm. I hope he's not listening again. The mental side. Don't want that to go to his head. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> um, one of my favorite guys to watch play, Chase Childers. Just a grinder. Another another word we talk a lot about is toughness, right? We, we want to be the guys that no matter what the weather is, we want to play. And Chase really epitomizes that to me. Uh, Christian Fagan is out there. Uh, he uh, hasn't had quite a successful season this season, but last year I remember the, there was a round at Sedgefield at Guilford's tournament where I think he did not have a very good first day and then suddenly comes back and he shoots 74 on one of the hardest golf courses you'll ever play. Mm. I think it was about 35 degrees that day too. So, uh, I mean, again, just toughness Tough. of these guys. So, uh, yeah, those are my three seniors there. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, just a great group of guys, great roster. You know, we've got a couple other guys out there, if you'll let me. Uh, oh, yes. I'll, crow, I'll crow about him. Alex, Absolutely. Alex Nelson, potential all-conference player, first team. I mean, he's had a great start to the season. Um, Ryan Fernandez from Malaysia. Uh, uh, he's out there, uh, you know, had a really great start to the season. Season. Um, 
you know, talk about expectations. No expectations. Kid comes from overseas. Nice 30-hour trip over to Ashland, Virginia, the center of the universe. No expectations and come, comes out there and has, I think, a top 15 in his first tournament as a as a as a freshman. Wow. So yeah, a lot of really a lot of really good play from him this season. And then obviously, you know, uh, we've got a lot of guys that aren't always in our top five, but consistently out there pushing our guys. Mm-hmm. Patrick Dotter, I'm sorry, is the other senior that we have on our team. Um, he walked on this year. Uh, again, low expectations, and suddenly he's pushing these guys for, for a spot to go play. And so uh, just really excited about the guys we have. Tom Schaefer, who's played in our top five most of the season, has had a great year. Uh, and then Grant Burchett also. Uh, I think he played he played very well one day at our home tournament over at Hanover Country Club in the uh, Ted Keller. So, again, all these guys just pushing each other, learning a lot together, learning about themselves uh, and how to play the game. Very excited for them this spring season. The good thing about our team and what I always say is everybody on our team can play, and that's why I like having kind of a small group of guys is that they're all pushing each other all the time. You never know who that fourth, fifth guy is. You know, we've got a pretty steady one through three. Uh, You know, Rossetti, Nelson, Childers, they're pretty steady there. But those four or five spots, those guys are pushing each other every single day. And that's what's exciting as a coach to see guys who not only get along with each other, but then they're pushing each other on and off the golf course. So, uh, you know, we talk a lot about culture, and it's a buzzword in business these days. I think it's maybe even more important uh, when it comes to the team. We might have even been a little bit more talented last year, but the culture in the team right now this year uh, is elevated, and I think our, our performance is, is a direct reflection of that. I was about to say, that can make all the difference in oh, the world. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, you see it with, with, uh, with a lot of teams in pro sports. Golden State Warriors come to mind. Obviously, they've got great players, but they all play for each other all the yes. time. And, I don't, and, I don't, as a Cleveland Cavaliers fan, I don't really like them, but <laughs> y- you see it, you know. It, you do, and, and you bring somebody like a Kevin Durant in, and he's got a, you know, we talked about buy-in, and that's also a big buzzword in yeah. sports right now, but he, he had to accept a certain role in that, you know, in that team before he even made the decision, okay, I'll go and, and I'll be a part of it and look at the rewards that they've reaped. Absolutely, yeah, the snake. Kevin Durant. That's exactly right. Now, before I let you go real yes. quick, I'm fascinated some of the locations you guys are playing. I yeah. mean, the Odax in Greensboro this year, you're going to be down in Williamsburg. You're going to be in Camp Lejeune. Just kind of the process of building the schedule and, and wanting it to be places where you're going to be competitive yet challenged. Yeah, that's a great question, actually. Um, so some of the things I always tell our guys are I want I want the experience that I had for them because that's what is so important uh, about Division Three athletics. It's the experience, right? And so... Um, when I'm looking at places to play, I want to play at good golf courses, places where I know we can we can uh, stay well, eat well, and play good golf. There right? you go. Uh, and so I'm looking a little bit at the at the competition, but uh, not a ton. I want to go play good golf courses because at the end of the day, if we're going out there and performing well, the South Region, it do- almost doesn't matter where you play. All the teams are so good, you're gonna get you're gonna get those golf stat points. So. Um, obviously, it's taken into account a little bit, uh, but we just want to go out there and play well and play good golf courses. There you go. Yeah. And it starts a week from today and tomorrow at the TaylorMade Adidas Intercollegiate Cotton Dyke Course in Beaufort, South Carolina. That just sounds warm. 
It is. It is seventy-five <laughs> and sunny next week. So. Ah, it's going to be fantastic. I know you're. You guys are. You're going to get you know, off the bus or you know, however the mode of transportation to get down there and just kind of breathe it in before yep. you even oh, grab the clubs. Yeah, exactly. Excited to wear short sleeves. You got that right. Awesome, Coach Tim Weiner, men's golf, Randolph Macon. Man, thanks for stopping by. Absolutely. This yeah, it's a lot been, of fun. It's been a lot of fun. Absolutely, yeah. and we'll get you back in. Well, that sounds great. Yeah, you'd let me know when, and I'd love to come back. You know it. We'll do. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Coach. Yep. The season starts again one week from today and then they've got tournaments coming up uh, two weeks after that down in um, North Carolina they're back in Carolina at Camp Lejeune first weekend in April and the ODAC tournament is uh, 28th 29th 30th of April at the Bryant Park Golf Club in Greensboro when we come back after this time out we shift gears and we we talked about in our promo this week we're swinging away you swing and golf and you got to take your cuts in softball too we've had the chance to talk with Every softball coach in the county save one, and now we're going to get to do it. Lee Davis head softball coach Jackie Davis joins us on the other side of this timeout live from Sports Page Grill, Ashland. Back in a moment, you are in the red zone. In the red zone. We'll take a short timeout. We'll be right back, so stay tuned to the Mater. Massywood and West Incorporated has been servicing the Richmond and surrounding areas since 1923. Offering the finest in home heating fuel oil and propane gas, Massywood and West is a premier dealer of Heil heating and cooling equipment with professional service and installation of gas or oil furnaces. Heil systems are backed by 100 years of superior engineering and quality manufacturing. Massey Wood and West gives you one-stop shopping for your standby generators, tankless water heaters, gas logs, and Heil equipment. Call today for your heating and cooling needs at 355-1721. That's 355-1721. Massey Wood and West, a premier Heil dealer. Where do you bring the family for sports, great food, and excellent service? Sports Page Grill in Ashland. Walking distance from Randolph-Macon College, Sports Page Ashland features 40 and 55-inch TVs, all high-definition flat screens. Sports Page Ashland has something for everyone on the menu, like their fresh Angus beef burgers or chicken wings, which everyone agrees are the best in town. Kids' night is Wednesday. All kids' meals are served on Frisbees that they can take home. Your family will love the friendliest faces you can find anywhere north of Richmond at Sports Page Grill in Ashland. For nightly specials and more, check them out on Facebook. Sports Page Ashland. Idea the radio connection between myself and Coach Weiner. That was a lot of fun, and good luck to the men's golf team as the season gets underway in one week. Another season gets underway one week from today. Officially, they've been able to try out and practice as best as they can with all the weather issues we've had since President's Day. Uh, but it'll be for real coming up Monday for baseball, softball, soccer, lacrosse, tennis uh, across the area in high school sports. And anybody who knows me knows that in my uh, seven years of work over with the Hanover Herald Progress, uh, one of the sports that I fell in love with when I began to cover that early back in the decade uh, is softball. It is a fantastic and a fascinating sport. We've had the opportunity here in the last month or so to bring on as many spring sports coaches as we can before they get busy in the heat of the season. And I'm so happy that this fine young lady to my right said yes when I offered her the invitation to come join us in her 20th season at Lee Davis. God, that's hard to believe.
Steve. Head softball coach Jackie Davis joins us in the red zone. Coach, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Rob? I'm it's doing. Good to be here. I'm doing great because we we play for real in a week. Yes. <laughs> you you yes. got to be almost like a kid on Christmas Eve at this when when the calendar comes to March. It is. It is. We still got some work to do. We got some things to improve on, but we're going to get ready to roll and uh, be good to go by Tuesday, I hope. Okay. Now, I, I got to ask, the, I got to go back before I go forward because okay. this is an opportunity to kind of ask you a few questions. I, I haven't been able to get the information in the past. When did Jackie Davis meet softball? Tell me the, the backstory. Oh, wow. Um, well, I started playing when I was a kid, seven or eight years old, down at in Sanston, in the Sanston softball program. I uh, got to meet a lot of people, played all the way up through, went to Highland Springs High School, played there, and uh, began my collegiate career at University of Mary Washington. Uh, played there for four years. Uh, we won three conference titles. We got to go to NCAAs. Mm. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I, have a, I owe a lot to my college coach. Um, and then my softball career coaching actually started with her. I was her assistant in the fall for two, two seasons. And um, then I started at Stafford High School and then eventually made the transition down to Lee Davis. Okay, now how did, how did you find Lee Davis? How did that transition work? Um, you know, I was up in Fredericksburg and I wanted to get back down here. Mm -hmm. um, and I knew I wanted to be in Hanover County. So uh, I applied to Hanover County and eventually got the position at Lee Davis. It worked out because Kim Wise was leaving the year I came in. So I was able to step right into the program. Wow. So that's right at the turn of the century, 1999. Yes. I know it sounds really old to hear the term <laughs> turn of the century, but it's not It's not as bad as it was when we said it back in 1990. Trust me. Right. Um, what was the state of the program? What was the state of softball in the central region at that point? What did you walk into? Um, well, when I walked in the year before, they had gone to uh, states. Um, they hadn't won the region, but they'd gone to states. Uh, I walked into a program that already had a ton of tradition. I remember playing against them when I was at Highland Springs, and they were always very good, very competitive. I know back in the 80s with Carol Jennings as a coach, um, a lot of region games against Monacan that I remember being played. Um, and then when Kim Wise took over, you know, she just kind of kept it rolling. Um, I think we've just been able to, with the talent that I've had mm -hmm. and the consistency that we've had in the program now for 20 years, you know, I think we've just been able to, maybe take it a step or two further, especially with being able to bring home the first state championship. Yes, exactly. And, you know, people don't realize, you know, you worked over a decade and, and, and I'm sure a lot of, a lot of matches that came up, you know, right around Memorial day and were, you know, disappointing endings. And, but, you know, here comes 2010 and you get to the state final, then you, know, you, you fall a bit short, but here comes 2011 and you get back. And then that year you get the job done. Just the, the, incredible feeling there had to be because it's not one season i mean that was the culmination of a lot of years of work oh yeah yeah and it, you know it's, it's things that you build on and things that you learn and uh just to to win that state championship it's an emotion that you just can't describe um <laughs> actually it's it's a very tired emotion <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um but, I mean, no, it, it was it was thrilling. And to have Pepper Wilson as my assistant coach back with me at that time yes. when we were able to win it, uh, that meant a lot to me, too. It was it was special. Um, she actually had to get me up off the bucket to go celebrate because I think I was in shock a little bit that we had actually finally done it. <laughs> so you're like, come on, coach. It's okay now. We yeah. did it. Yeah, we she's did like, it. come on, coach. We won. 
<laughs> and I'm glad you brought her name up because I wanted to, to, to get you to speak about her because she was just inducted into the Lee Davis Athletic Hall of Fame. The sixth class was inducted just a few weeks ago officially. Yes, sir. Uh, and just the time of the, 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 the time that she came through the program in terms of your tenure, the importance of, of her leadership, uh, and, and then coming back and being a part of the 2011 state championship, that's an indelible print that she's left on the program. Oh, yeah. Well, she, um, her and I came in to Lee Davis together. She was a freshman the first year that I coached the program. So she was in the first class that I had for four years. So to me, her and her leadership and her class really helped me set the tone for how, how I wanted the program to be run and how we were going to run things and how I wanted my leaders in my program to be. Um, I can't think of a better player to be really the first softball player to be inducted into the Hall of Fame than her. She had a great career for me at Lee Davis. She caught all four years, called her own pitches. Um, and then, you know, she goes on to play for Longwood University. Yep. Had a great career there. And then she did spend some time with the Bandits, the yes. professional softball team, the Bandits. and uh, Up in Chicago. Yes, up in Chicago. And I think, I think she really had a lot of fun with that. And that's one of the things she said in her speech was, you know, how thrilled she was that she got to go past college and play, that she just never thought you know when she was a kid that would have been possible that, that could even be possible right and it, and it right. came right out of the field there right. in mechanicsville virginia that's right and very thrilling she said to have had the opportunity to coach jenny finch oh i can't even <laughs> imagine yeah <laughs> i can't even imagine yeah so no she's um she, she was great and she was you know such a big help and a big influence in coming back and being my assistant coach those two years mm -hmm. um in 2010 and then in 2011 because the kids just related to her so well because she they could see that she had just done it she had just played it mm -hmm. um she was a great role model for them coming back in makes a big difference mm -hmm. so, uh, before we look forward i want to talk a lot about this upcoming season and, and talk about the team mm -hmm. but i gotta ask for your perspective i know i walked into covering this sport in this area at almost the perfect time you guys were just coming off the 2011 state championship. The next year, it's Cosby and Patrick Henry in probably the best softball game I've ever watched. In the 2012 final, we get the reclassification. And then suddenly we have, you know, you guys are always in it every year. Patrick Henry's still in it. The rise of Atley in the middle of the decade. Just this is a golden age of a sport that I'm not sure a county understands how good it is until possibly a decade or beyond past when it comes to a close. Just from your perspective, how insane is this? It's um, I love the way our athletic directors do our schedules now, the way that we play the Hanover County School every Friday On night. Friday nights, yes. Um, it's it's like. I equate it to Friday night lights in football, it and is. that's how exciting it is. If you think back to to the last few years, especially last year, we uh, we played, except for one, we played all one-run games um, with Patrick Henry, Atlee, and Hanover. And, Hanover. and just the environment that is at those games, the people, the noise, the excitement, the energy, um, it, it's, like, it's like playing football on a Friday night. It is. I mean, it's – it's incredible, and, you know, we were lucky, and we, we were able to come from behind a couple Friday nights and get big wins. Uh, so it was um, it was a good season, but it's a lot of fun, the competitiveness that it brings. It's almost like Hanover County is the SEC of softball. 
That's the in perfect the state way of Virginia. To, yeah, that's the perfect way to describe it. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, you go back in this decade, and we now look at, let's see, there's only been one season, if memory stands correctly, that if you go back and look at the state semifinals, uh, in, in the whatever class or group or whatever the Virginia High School League called it that particular year. I think the only year there wasn't a Hanover County representative was 2013. Right. Uh, I think Atlee lost in the state quarters that year down at the beach. I was at that game. What? Every other year, there has been one or multiple teams out of, and there's only four here in this county. Right. And yet, year in and year out, there's one or two teams there. And that's just a testament to yeah. the student athletes that we have in the area mm-hmm. and the people who've been coaching them. Right. I mean, it's just incredible. Right. We, I, I, no, I, I know it's <laughs> insane when you're in the middle of the action. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it, it is a lot of fun. Um, but I'll tell you what, there's no more tired feeling ever than the tired feeling after a state a state playoff run. Yeah. It's exhausting. It, it has to be. But it's fun. Oh, yeah. It's worth it. I all. love it. Yes. It's worth it. So let's see about doing another one in 2019. Uh, Yeah, that's the goal. That's the goal to get back to the playoffs and then see what we can do. Now, I know you had some very special players graduate from the class of 18. Right. uh, But I know you've got a fantastic core coming back this year. Right. Tell me a little bit about some of the ladies that are returning there that are going to be the difference makers in terms of leadership and experience. And Mm. I suspect you're probably going to start possibly, possibly at shortstop. Uh, yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First, let me say, you know, we, you're never going to replace a Sydney Gus, no. a Logan Hawker, a Jesse Gentry. Um, you, you're just never going to replace those kids. But you do have kids that are going to step up mm-hmm. and, and play a big role for us. Um, we have two big leaders on the team this year, uh, one being our shortstop, Lauren Taylor, Lauren. senior. Uh, unfortunately, she's a senior. She's coming <laughs> back in. Uh, she came off an incredible indoor track season. I think she finished eighth in the long jump, maybe eighth in the long jump or triple jump. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, she, she'll be one of our leaders. Uh, she will she will lead us offensively all season long. Um, great range shortstop. You can't replace that kid, and she's really stepped up into a leadership role very well for us so far. Um, the second kid I'm going to talk about is our pitcher, Savannah Henley. Yes. Um, she's only a junior, thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she's she's obviously going to play a big role for us as well. She's going to um, she's going to keep us in a lot of games, mm-hmm. and allow us and our offense to gain some experience and get some momentum there. I, um, I saw definitely a, a, a maturing Savannah last year. From oh, the, yes. From the position that she was in playing mm-hmm. some as a freshman to mm-hmm. where she kind of took everything in the circle last season. You could just tell in facial expressions how right. she had grown and learned and understood. And I can only imagine the leap she's taken now as a junior. Right, right. Even at the beginning of last year, you know, she was she was still kind of feeling things out, questioning things. The amount of growth that I saw in her from game one last year to the state semifinal game yes. was huge. Uh, she came up for us big in, in a lot of big games um, and, and really, really helped us out. Uh, stepping back onto the field this year, uh, she has grown so much more. She's become a true leader on our team. Um, she picks the kids up when they're down. She, you know, is the first one at practice, the last one to leave practice, making sure that everybody gets everything gets done. Um, so that those are my my two go-to's right now. Um, but you know, we have some other kids that are that are going to play well and and are going to contribute. So let's talk about them. 
Tell me about them. And I, the, my first question is going to be in turn, you know, Savannah's back in the circle. You got Lauren there at short. Up the middle is always huge. Yes. Uh, but you lose Hawker. So who's yes. behind the plate? Um, well, you know, right now we have a junior, Jewel Wagner, back there. Um, we have a sophomore, Hannah Evans, mm -hmm. that is in a boot right now. She's fractured her foot. And we have a freshman, Riley Thompson. Um, so right now I would say, you know, Jewel's looking to be the lead coming off. Um, you know, we're just going to have to keep playing with that and see what works. Let's see what happens. Mm -hmm. Well, that's all part of the process at this point of the season. Too. Right, right. And it's all about being competitive and winning your position. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, tell me about uh, some of the other players. And may, they may be new names that, that Lee Davis fans have not heard of that are coming up from JV or maybe have been on the bench and haven't taken a you know more of a starting role that we may hear from now right. come next week and beyond. Right. One of our other leaders on the team is a senior. Her name is Kirsten Lamb. Um, she was on my team last year but was hurt for the entire season. So I think I think we got her one official at bat against Highland Springs oh, just wow. so because she couldn't run, just so she, we could say she got in the game. Um, but she's looking to be starting at first base or third base for us this year. She's she's back healthy, still having some issues with the knee, but, but she's pretty healthy and, and has had a really good – off season and and first couple weeks of practice so I'm, I'm happy for her that she's able to get back out there senior year she's going to contribute for us in our hitting lineup um then we have two freshmen that uh that have come in that are i think are going to be able to contribute in the starting lineup now they haven't won the spot yet but okay. they're they're definitely competing for the spot uh kaylee boker will be competing for the job at first base and callie lamberth will be competing for the job at third base um they're two young kids that have come in and really impressed us they have good arms they have good work ethics uh they're fundamentally sound defensively and and they they've got a pretty decent bat so we're looking forward to see what they can give us isn't that one of the most fun parts of this time of the year when you walk in that first day at tryouts and here come some kids and you know maybe you've seen them and whatnot in terms of you know, the youth softball et cetera et cetera but when they come in and you now have an opportunity to to coach them and, and mold them and you see the talent as they brought in that has to kind of refuel you doesn't it oh yeah it does yeah it's very exciting watching them grow as freshmen and coming out to the field and you know they're all nerves and eyes big and you know you have to remind them that tryouts are over that it you know we're, we're into practice they've made the team it's they can okay calm, yeah everything is is okay they can calm down and relax and just play and that's what i try to tell them you know you play the game because you love it just come out and play hard every day um the other thing that i'm really excited about and this is kind of it's kind of unrelated to the players but mm -hmm. it, it's exciting for me um you know we have a I, we've put together a pretty decent coaching staff at Lee Davis. Yes, you have. I've got Gary Stonebreaker, who, who is coming when he can, but coming when he can means he's he's there three, four times a week. Um, you can't keep him away. And then you know we've brought in Crystal and Cam Byers right. as my as my two assistants. And then the the part that's so exciting for me is that Kenzie Stonebreaker, Haley Wagner, and McKenna Melbrick, uh, all four players, yeah, um, they're they're back out helping when they can, and as that says a lot to me, and I'm honored by that, that they want to come back out and they want to still contribute to the program. Um, so having those guys there to work with those younger kids is huge. Mm -hmm. It really it really helps out. You know, we've got, we've got a lot of one-on-one -on -one going on at times. And that's important. So, 
That's yes. very important for the yes. young ones, especially. Yes, it is. All right, I want to get, before I let you go, I got to get your perspective kind of here on, okay. on Class 5, and this is your last role through Class 5 Region B because Lee Davis in the reshuffling because of enrollment that the BHSL does every few years. You guys are going to be going down to Class 4 in 2019-20. Yes, sir. Um, but one more role that will come postseason time. Here's Prince George. Here's Glenn Allen. Here's <laughs> Atley. Here's Deep Run. Here's Mills Godwin, et cetera, et cetera. Just kind of lay the land landscape what do you know what are you looking at what do you think um well i know prince george lost a lot just like i like just like we did very true however prince george tends to reload <laughs> reload yeah <laughs> so you know i would expect for them to still be still be in the hunt i know glenn allen has a has a really good sophomore pitcher in emerson aiken yep so i think that's going to put them in the hunt and then um at least still has rachel davis yes um on the mound so that's definitely gonna put them in the hunt so i mean i think you know going into the season those are the three teams that that will that will have our focus and, and we'll be looking at you know what can we do scouting and all that stuff <laughs> you, you've built a heck of a schedule too i mean before, we played one I, of the toughest schedules in the area oh there's no doubt about it and yes. i suspect that that is by design right yeah right I, it I is by design feeling. yes yes because I, I want them to play in those tough games i want them to see the best competition so that they're ready for it when we get to postseason i don't want that to be the first time they're oh, no. in a one run or two run game um you, you've got to play the toughest competition to be the best be yeah because if you don't especially if you have a younger team talk yeah. about you know deer in headlights oh, yeah. come late may early june and that's the last thing you want yeah no no you want them peaking late may early june that's yep. exactly right. In yeah. fact, we will be there at Lee Davis in a couple of weeks when Prince George comes up. Yes, uh, we have them that, early. Yeah, that state semifinal rematch uh, we, uh, two weeks from tomorrow, as a matter of fact. We're yes, gonna sir. We're broadcasting that one online. That that should be fun. And, again, it's a situation to where I, I think they lost more than you did to graduation. So both teams will still kind of be feeling each other out. But as you mentioned, you, you guys are blessed to reload, and, and they certainly will, too. Yes, Yes. All right, last thing before I go, I, I do yes. have to give a shout out to please, Tom Gentry. Please he's do. my he's my field engineer. He takes a lot off my plate. Um and getting the field ready for games and everything. So I just wanted to give him a shout out. People have no idea. <laughs> the things that have to be done from the field upkeep and that's if even if we have a normal season oh yeah you know from a weather standpoint mm -hmm. you know last year that last stretch from i don't know may 10th or so all the way to the state championship it was just insane oh, i mean yeah. it was like we were all using you know pumps to just pump water off fields trying to find some way to survive so we could get games in and actually make it on time you know and stay on the calendar with the virginia high school league right <laughs> it was you're crazy. exactly right yes okay now i have one final question before i let you go okay i am more fascinated in the sport of softball with two positions and pitching to me is incredible just because of the mechanics of it all mm -hmm. and we could spend an hour talking about that but i want to get your response to this question how do you prepare somebody to have the natural reflexes to play third base because it's not 90 feet as it is in baseball that reaction time has to be absolutely unbelievable how do you mentally have someone prepared to do the work at that position 
we just we we practice it every day and you know they're they're not even 60 feet away you know they're they're sometimes 50 feet away 45 feet away oh yeah you got a slapper at the plate or somebody you know mm -hmm. that's likely going to bunt and here you come yeah we just work on i mean we pound balls at them all the time but we work on starting low and staying low and having a first up quick reaction um and, and that's really all it is. it's it's reaction you have to have quick reactions to play that play that spot and, and i think uh, that was one of the things that struck me when i first started covering the sport for the herald progress seven years ago was just the way you have to react and respond at third base because you know it's it's just it's boom boom it's amazing the pace right. of the game and that's just a great example of it right. i love the pace of softball it's just it's it's amazing to me yes. because it has the elements of baseball, yet it has an, uh, a, a, a way that's just kind of more enveloping and more exciting to me. And that's not a cut against baseball. No, baseball fans listening mm -hmm. to me, don't get me wrong. Uh, it's just to me that the pace of softball is one of the most special things about the sport. Right, right. Yeah, you, we can play a seven-inning game in an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah. yeah. Which is crazy. Right. So you get started. Tuesday, you go to Hermitage a week from tomorrow. Got Douglas Freeman coming in Friday the 15th. And then that match we talked about, Prince George coming in on the 19th. That's two weeks from tomorrow. We'll have that live online on the RBA Sports Network. Looking forward to it. Well, that sounds great. Coach, thank you so much. I am so glad to have finally got you here on the program. It's going to be a lot of fun this season. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. All right. Thank you for having me. Coach, I appreciate it. My pleasure. Coach Jackie Davis of Lee Davis Softball here in the red zone. We come back, got a couple of score updates for you in basketball, and we'll preview next week's broadcast that's coming up after this final timeout on 1029 The Mater, live on the TuneIn Radio app on Radio Live at Sports Page Grill. Back in a minute, you are in the red zone. We'll be back with more from the red zone after these messages. When you need printing, you usually need it yesterday. We Think in Ink can't work that quickly, but close. Let Chuck Stoudemire and the folks at We Think in Ink take your printing project and help make your message stand out. We Think in Ink offers quick turnaround and printing you'll be proud to use. Visit We Think in Ink in Ashland right next to the post office at 305 England Street. Let them suggest ideas for your business cards, letterhead, brochures, or business forms. We Think in Ink in Ashland. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control over your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. Tax Mediation Services is accredited by the Better Business Bureau. Call now for a free case review and a price protection guaranteed quote. Call Tax Mediation Services now at 800-418-0534. 800-418-0534. 800-418-0534. Dreaming of exploring the open road? Why wait? Come to Virginia's biggest RV Expo, March 15th through 17th at Meadow Event Park. The most RV dealers, the best selection, the best prices, all in one location. RVs for all budgets. Pop-ups, travel trailers, toy haulers, fifth wheels, motorhomes. The options are endless. Start creating your own adventures and enjoy the freedom RVing affords you. It all starts at Virginia's best RV Expo, March 15th through 17th at Meadow Event Park near Kings Dominion. Discount tickets at Virginia's best RV Expo. Bang, bang into the room. I know you 
come back to you live here at Sports Page Grill. It has been a lot of fun. Big thanks to men's golf coach Tim Weiner of Randolph-Macon and to Lee Davis head softball coach Jackie Davis for being with us. Hanover Girls Tennis has won two straight state championships, and they're looking for a third. Head coach Lindsey Hine will be one of our guests next week here in the Red Zone, live at Sports Page Grill beginning at 6 p.m. Score update from the uh, Class 6 State Girls semifinals. They're starting the third quarter. Cosby, 41 James River 25 winner plays for the state championship Wednesday night at the Siegel Center and if Cosby holds on and wins they will try to win their one two three four fifth championship in six years and it'll be the last game for head coach Rachel Mead who is retiring from both field hockey and basketball at Cosby so she can watch her daughter play field hockey collegiately which is a perfectly good excuse uh, to, to make that decision. So big second half to come. Cosby or James River will be at the Siegel Center coming up on Wednesday. Verina getting ready to tip down to the coast against Maury, trying to go back-to-back in Class 5 boys. If they do, they'll play at 2.30 Wednesday afternoon at Siegel for the state championship. All right, fans, that is going to wrap it up for, for this uh, edition of In the Red Zone, live at Sports Page Grill. A big thanks to our sponsors as we close tonight. Massey Wood and West, fueling Virginia since 1923 at Massey Wood and us.com to our friends at We Think and Inc. right down the street here at Ashland. Chuck and the gang with all of your printing needs. And of course, to Squirrel and the gang, our friends here at Sports Page Grill could not do the show every week without them. Thanks to Calvin back in the studios. Thanks to our guests tonight. Next uh, week, back with you here live at 6 o'clock. Join us then. Rob Whitham saying thanks for being with us tonight in the Red Zone. Have a good night, everybody. In the Red Zone with Rob Witham is a production of WHAN Radio. Our producer is Calvin Cecil. Executive producer is William Roberts. In the Red Zone with Rob Witham is a copyright production of Fifth Estate Broadcasting, LLC. Any rebroadcast or reproduction in part or in whole without the express written consent of Fifth Estate Broadcasting, LLC is strictly prohibited.